Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Kim. And this is The Department, a podcast about trends, taste, brands, and products. Massive Home Depot skeleton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How upset do you think Lowe's was that they didn't come up with the first? All, you know, I, like- <laughs> all I can think is like Lowe's is just like, just, just shooting themselves. I mean, you know, in this household, there are very strong pro Lowe's feelings. It's not me. I have no feelings yeah. about either of them, but Dustin is like team Lowe's. And so I wonder if he's all butthurt about this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you should definitely ask them. Um, and the follow-up question to this, do you think this is going to be a trend? Like, is everyone going to go out and do this, like, maximal decoration? Just, like, the larger and more ostentatious, the better? Because I have a feeling that, like, Target is already on the phone with China or was on the phone. And it's just like, we need it oh, big. Yeah. That's what Americans want. <laughs> We're just going to start seeing it. You know what? Actually, I do think that this could be a trend because yeah. – the holidays this year suck, right? Yeah. And kids can't go trick-or-treating, and we're probably not going to have Thanksgiving with our parents, and Christmas, I don't yep. even know what that's going to be. It's going to be like we're all eating like a weird frozen turkey and yep. watching TV. So why not get huge Christmas decorations <laughs> or holiday decorations? Like I will tell you, so, you know, we just recently moved, and we live in the sticks, but when we drive towards town, towards the more suburban area of Lancaster, the Halloween decorations are like – next level. Like wow. I don't even think of Halloween as the holiday where you go for broke. Isn't it Christmas? Isn't that when you yes. get the big snow globe? I love those things, by the mm-hmm. way. Everybody oh. should get a big snow globe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's that's the one where it's like it inflates and there's like the fake the fake snow in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mm-hmm. joke every year that we're going to buy one. We're not. <laughs> They're pretty expensive, but everyone else should buy one for my appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that we're definitely going to be seeing a lot of crazy Christmas decorations this year. I think so too. You know what? Hey, the holidays are always great because they make the days special, right? Mm -hmm. And they give us special things to do and they give us special feelings. And like, we're not getting to have that this year. So we should try to find other ways. Just massive Santas and Rudolphs. <laughs> oh my god! A giant like menorah or dreidel. <laughs> like I would just imagine. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for this future that I hope is real. Like they are like airing it over right now because it'll never get yes. time on the boat. You know. I mean, we, we might see Valentine's Day. Might start having some sort oh of decorations. Oh, I just got this idea. Listen, if anybody is listening here and they have the capacity to make outdoor holiday decorations. <laughs> Imagine a huge box of chocolates that would like oh. open up and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like a Cupid would come out of it or something. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, it's interactive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is our moderately themed 
of Halloween podcast. And Amanda has been such a trooper this past month, moving herself and Dustin while simultaneously moving her daughter. I just wanted to throw a surprise trend in here to talk about that I think that she will cackle with joy. Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, so um, when Trump got COVID around October 1st... (laughs) I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. (laughs) Well, just wait. So he got COVID right around October 1st. You know, the Twitter sphere went crazy. So Vice (laughs) Magazine reports that Trump's test results came through on October 1st, which just so happens to be the harvest moon, which is significant Ah. to witches for its symbolism related to the changing of the seasons. So you think of it as a particularly potent full moon for hexing and rituals. Uh, which is actually really funny and clearly not a coincidence as the trend of witchcraft and sorcery has grown exponentially during the reign of Trump. <laughs> it has. It has. No, it has. It has. And so I hope your dad's not listening to this right now because <laughs> I don't. Mr. Christensen, cover your ears. <laughs> oh, but no. I was seeing a lot of the witchier people that I know on social media uh-huh. talking about how they had had very powerful <laughs> periods on the harvest moon. Okay. Oh my God, are you, you, ever, you can uncover your ears now, Mr. Christensen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I guess mm-hmm. witchcraft is real. Well, the trend of witchcraft and sorcery has grown during this, like this, the the Trump reign, um, and it's so large it hasn't been seen since the political uprisings from the 1960s when the modern witch evolved into a contemporary figure of female resistance so i kind of stumbled along into this trend and i was just so fascinated by it so obviously we see how witches have permeated pop culture over the past couple of years with the entertainment industry literally just resurrecting all of our favorite nostalgic witches Mm -hmm. uh the chilling adventures of sabrina has a great reboot Mm, Uh, yeah charmed was remade and actually not that bad i don't know if you've watched it i haven't but i want to it's on my list not bad and now two biggies are hitting this week the craft (gasps) the 28th oh my god listen the new craft we have to watch it at the same time Uh, okay i I, all right like you're the only person who wants to watch this with me oh really (laughs) like three thousand miles away so yeah yeah (laughs) Well, also, I mean, absolutely. Um, and then The Witches, uh, the the original movie that came out with Angelica Houston, mm. is is available, I mean, October 26th, which is, we're recording it on the 25th. That's tomorrow. Um, oh. So that's available this week also. And that is featuring the great and strangely cast Anne Hathaway. Oh, yes. Interesting. Right? Oh, my God. What a big week. What a big week for witches. Witchcraft as a hobby or lifestyle is having a super huge revival spurred on by a new generation of witches wanting to make a difference in political and social areas that they feel powerless in. Mm. There is a movement. I know there is a movement on the rise, one that brings the worlds of social justice and political activism together with the practice of witchcraft. And there's actually a few really great articles that came out in 2019 Um, One was from Wired and one was from The Guardian, and they talk about this political witchcraft uprising. Um, Politically motivated witch groups continue to grow and trend. It can be found on Facebook as well as Reddit. And there is a subreddit called Witches versus versus Patriarchy, uh, which has a... (laughs) Do you know this one? Yeah, I follow this one. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Of course, of course. I I figured that you'd have um, plenty of just interaction. Not not to say that you're a witch, but I think 
you're romanced by the concept, which we all are um, after we've been raised with the craft. They have a really strong following of politically active feminists with a witchy twist. And they are actively hexing evildoers and have been super excited about the results. Pam Grossman, host of The Witch Wave podcast and author of Waking the Witch, Reflections on Women, Magic, and Power, says, often during times of political turmoil, people turn to witchcraft and alternative spirituality. Witchcraft is a practice that allows people to have autonomy and a sense of agency over their circumstances, which is the reason why witchcraft was trending in the 60s and is now trending back again. In these, time, in, in these times. Um, and I kind of did a, a, a search on Amazon to kind of see what sort of books are available out there. And there are a bunch that have been written and released in 2018 and 2017, I believe. Um, so one of the most fascinating is from David Salisbury, who is a queer vegan witch and a devotee of the goddess Hecate. Um, as high priest of coven of the spiral moon, he teaches Wicca and witchcraft-based topics throughout the mid-Atlantic region. And in March of 2019, he came out with a book called Witchcraft Activism, a mm. toolkit for magical resistance and includes spells for social justice, civil rights, and the environment, plus more. There's another book called The New Arcadia. Uh, it's a witch handbook for magical resistance. Uh, it's by Laura Tempest Zackcroft. And that came out in 2018 and offers similar guidance. Witchcraft is a revolutionary practice, a means for fighting against social injustices, shifting the balance of power, freeing people from oppression, breaking down political and financial systems that work against the people and nature itself. Witchcraft has long been used as a tool of the disenfranchised and the marginal. Calling oneself a witch is in itself an act of defiance, a statement of going against the grain and the status quo of society. Uh, there's a, I mean, there's more books too. I will put them on the, um, on the website. Uh, there's also social media accounts. And Amanda, I noticed that you follow this one that has almost a half a million followers, the hood witch. Oh yeah, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> do you follow any other of these kind of witchy societies? I do. I do. I think I follow a lot. I can't think of any off the top of my head okay. right now, but it's definitely been something that I've been on the periphery of for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, most importantly, because people often think that I'm a witch. So I was like, yeah, I should probably, you know, learn more about this. <laughs> you know, a couple weeks ago, I was thrift shopping with a fam, and I wasn't wearing any black clothing. I wasn't even wearing a black hat. A little girl pointed at me and said, Mommy, that woman's a witch. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. And I felt, like, really awkward. But then I was like, you know, maybe this maybe this means something, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, may maybe you should get into uh, witchcraft activism. Maybe I should because I have noticed an increase of witches getting together and really focusing their mm -hmm. powers and their practice on getting rid of Trump, yeah. among other things. And I, hey, if that's why he got COVID, well, I wish it had gone a little <laughs> bit further, but it's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also like a really material culture. Um, that same woman, Pam Grossman from the Witch Wave podcast, talks a lot about how witchcraft, um, you know, it, it, it brings on a lot of... Um, saleable products like crystals, tarot cards, mm -hmm. t-shirts, tote bags, you know, things that like that people will actually spend money on like when you're embracing this sort of culture. And it sure, the yeah. also the fact that it's like um 
it's really embraced by like the queer community as well. And in a, in a same, in a similar vein of how women have embraced it as a sense of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah. You know, anything we can do to channel our energy <laughs> yeah. to make things better right now, I am on board. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready to talk candy trends? Yeah. Now let's get into some really serious issues. Really serious Let's real talk serious about candy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I remember back in the eighties, it was super rare to get new candy. Like uh, getting new candy would just send ripples throughout the schoolyard. Oh yeah. Big day. Big, big day. And then obviously some, one kid would bring something to, to school and everyone would go crazy for it. Um, I remember Runts and Hubba Bubba were really big. Um, mm, oh God, I love a Hubba Bubba. A Hubba Bubba. Nerds, airheads. Um, I actually loved Runts and nerds. I will not touch them now. Oh God, they're so gross. <laughs> so uh, but yeah, like dude, nerds, that was my jam mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I mean, there is definitely something to your taste changing as you get older. Yeah. There has to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I did prefer chocolate. Like when, when we would go trick or treating, um, and we would bring home all of our stash. I was also kind of a hoarder. Um, <laughs> me too. Me too. Just wouldn't eat it. It would basically go bad in my mind. And I would, I would pick out the chocolate generally and slowly ration it. Uh-huh. Me too. Oh my, this is so funny. We're so similar. <laughs> me too. Whereas my brother would come home and he would have eaten it all in like two days. Wow. But I basically had mine programmed out until Easter. Uh-huh. And nonetheless, my mom would throw it out yep. whatever was left around Christmas. Like yep. she was like, you cannot have airheads in the closet, you know? <laughs> but I, that's, to me, the chocolate was like yeah. the A-list and everything else was below it. And then like the bottom of the barrel would be like Smarties. Yep. Or that horrible gum. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> or um, did you get those, like, wrapped peanut butter? It was, like, they're, like, black and orange. I don't even know if they have a name. Oh, God. Those were, like, one cent. And you knew oh. that the family that gave them out didn't care. I think it was, like, peanut butter and wax. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's, like, gross. chewy. Yeah. It had. But kind of hard. Like, you could definitely yeah. lose the tooth. It was, like, the kind of candy that people would throw out from floats at a parade. Yeah. Like it, just, it had no value to anyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And my dad loved fun-sized candy bars, so we would actually just have them around the house all the time. Lucky. Yeah, we had yeah, we we my dad was definitely really good at set stocking up on really wonderful treats, which is which is probably why I didn't eat all of my candy all at once because I really didn't need to. Um, <laughs> but he, you know, he loved Butterfinger, Snickers, and more most importantly that mixed bag of Hershey's. Oh, I Loved those as a kid. And I had like a, like everything else in my life, I had an order in which I ate them. Oh, uh-huh. so which one do you, th- which one do you think I would eat first? Uh, good bar. Good man. Was it good bar? Okay. Well, good bar is the best one. Or and crackle. That's the one, uh, it was, okay. So I would eat them in reverse order. Oh, dark. Um, I would eat the special dark first. <laughs> special yeah. dark is gross. Because, you know, got to get it over with. Like, yeah. who approaches candy like this, right? So that one, then the regular Hershey bars. Yeah, yeah. Then the crackle. Mm-hmm. And then I would save the piece de resistance, <laughs> the Mr. Good Bar. Yeah, the Mr. Good Bar. I think that was I think that was my dad's favorite. He also liked the dark, the special dark. So we didn't really have to eat that. Sophisticated palate. But the basic Hershey bar was the one that was always left over because it tastes like garbage. Yes. And so you and I were talking about Uh that because I was saying that my friend Jonathan and I had this joke that if you wanted to have the most disgusting breath possible for a first kiss, (laughs) you should eat some pieces and then 
quickly eat a Hershey's bar because Hershey bars have such a disgusting smell to them. They do. They're gross. So I was like, yeah, I remember reading a while back that Hershey bars didn't contain chocolate anymore or something controversial like that. So I said I would do some investigation Mm -hmm. here. So first off, in the early aughts, in a very bold cost-cutting move, it's gross. I know. Hershey replaced cocoa butter with vegetable oil in a lot and of their candy. Yuck. Like I know. For the sake of the integrity of candy, chocolate, and candy bars, you've gotten rid of it? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? You know, like everything we talked about on this podcast, I went down a really weird rabbit mm-hmm. hole with Hershey's. And the Hershey's, you know, spokesperson was basically like, hey, listen, we could have made the bar smaller, but we said no. We're going to cut costs by changing the ingredients. And I'm like, I feel like that's a really, I mean, I don't know. Thinking about the way we think about branding, (laughs) this is the last thing that you would do. You would just make the bar smaller. Or more you know, expensive. I'm more sorry. Expensive. Yeah. Just yeah. say it. Just say it's made with premium ingredients. Like, come on, people. Right. Well, it's made with this premium vegetable oil now. So Gross. the thing is, the FDA has rules around what is chocolate versus not mm. chocolate. So removing cocoa butter violates the definition of milk chocolate. Uh. So they were required by law to make these very subtle changes to the labels of the products that were affected. So if they had once said milk chocolate, now they had to say chocolate candy or made with chocolate or this one's the saddest one of all, (laughs) chocolatey. (laughs) Now, a lot of- Chocolate adjacent. Yes. (laughs) Reminiscent of chocolate. So- Now, a lot of customers didn't notice this at first, which goes back to my long-held belief that Hershey bars suck anyway, because, you know, this label, I mean, they're saying, well, the label changing was really sneaky and subtle, and it was, but the hardcore chocolate enthusiasts began to notice a difference, and so this outrage began to pick up steam. (laughs) So then the Today Show decided, like, we're going to get in on, we're going to investigate this. You know, they do the hard-hitting journalism, and Hershey's told today that consumers love its products and all of its candies are clearly labeled. And you know what? Their customers liked it even better with the vegetable oil. That is propaganda. I know. And that is full-blown lies. That is like just a Trump yeah. campaign. Oh, yeah. It's so gross. Um, they did say, though, that they still offer real milk chocolate in Hershey's Kisses, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and its classic chocolate bar. But just about everything else switched to this new recipe. But enough people were so upset about Almond Joy that they switched Almond Joy back to having real chocolate in it. And it makes sense to me that Almond Joy fans would be like – serious (laughs) serious <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean they actually are because it's it's someone that likes coke like i know that i remember that that was a very hot button candy if yeah. you liked it and not yeah. a lot of people like mounds or, or almond joy because of the coconut yeah it's true it's true i mean i haven't had one in a really long time i bet if i had one now i would think it sucked but i do mm-hmm. remember enjoying it as a kid like yeah, i love too. coconut but mm-hmm. i have a feeling that chocolate is gross so if you love chocolate like Kim and I do, then you have noticed that there is something weird about American chocolate as a whole, right? It's just Gross. like when you have European chocolate or chocolate from anywhere else in the world, it's so good. Or if you get like an artisanal chocolate here, right? Well, it turns out Hershey's is making their candy bars with kind of a different process. And the secret to this strange flavor that it has is a chemical 
that is also found in Parmesan cheese, rancid butter, oh. and vomit. What? So, why? I know. I, I don't know why. Hershey's puts its milk through a process called lipolysis, and this breaks down the fatty acids in the milk and produces something called butyric acid, which is the chemical that gives vomit its very distinctive oh. smell and, you know, taste. Gross. <laughs> Hershey's had success with this somehow, right? And so the other American chocolate companies saw this and they copied that process. And so basically like worldwide, America is considered to have the worst chocolate in the world. Yeah, because it's not real chocolate. It's not real chocolate. It's all weird. And another it's important- vomit, It's vomit chocolate. It's vomit chocolate. Yeah, with <laughs> vegetable oil. <laughs> another reason that American chocolate is so weird and kind of subpar and kind of cheap actually in the grand scheme of things is that sugar is the number one ingredient in most American mm-hmm. chocolate, but in British and European chocolates, milk is the number one ingredient. And when you think about it, there is a different texture. There's a different color. There's a different mm-hmm. flavor. I mean, the flavor is so much more like elegant and smooth. Yeah. Yeah. And less like sweet. And vomity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that I like, mm-hmm. that's why yeah. Hershey bars make your breath smell bad. Yeah. Like you just threw up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, that's my deep dive into Hershey. We've solved the mystery. It's very fascinating. I really, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed that because I've been making these like peanut butter blossom cookies. Mm, and classic. classic delicious um and you use that hershey kiss and of course you buy the family pack of hershey kisses you have to you gotta unwrap and them then all. i just sit and eat these damn hershey kisses because i already <laughs> ate the cookies and i have all these kisses left but i keep eating them and even though i'm not like mm, delicious for some reason i can't stop i don't know what it is <laughs> well also in my investigation i was texting you about mm-hmm. hershey kissables which yes I kind of remember seeing in the store, I've never had them. They were tiny Hershey Kisses that were covered in candy, not unlike an M&M, but like softer. And when they first launched, they were very, very successful. But unfortunately, they were caught up in this replace the cocoa butter with vegetable oil situation. They were disgusting. And they immediately bombed and they were taken off the line. Oh, got it. I mean, I was actually, after you started, we started talking about this Hershey phenomenon. Um, and I was doing some more research about chocolate and how really bad that industry is and like really bad for the, the cocoa farmers that is like cre- mm-hmm. creates like slave trade labor. And, um, uh, because of the low prices and everything, I was trying to find a chocolate kiss replacement and they don't exist because Hershey's has a trademark on the, the shape. I had a feeling that no one's even come close yeah. to coming up with something similar. I mean, I can imagine, okay, so it's like, what would you put on there? I'm actually, and I'm going to talk about Tony's mm-hmm. Choc- Chocolonely, um, because I really like them. I'm going to I'm gonna try to break up a bar and use that instead. That's what I was thinking. You're going to need like a hacksaw. Yeah, just break, <laughs> break it up and use that because. Yeah. I love the way that the kiss melts into the cookie. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm not going mean, to get into that. Good. But it's good though. It's good. Um, and nowadays <laughs> there's tons of candy, tons of new products coming out to the market all the time. And in the world of mediocre mass commercial candy, there is obviously Halloween-themed candy that comes out and commercial companies like to offer all these limited edition products that align with their holidays and trends. And I just did a quick research to see what sort of Halloween candies out there. And I guess this isn't necessarily totally Halloween because this will last 
through the, 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 the winter, but pumpkin spice everything. So I had a pumpkin spice Kit Kat. And? I didn't like it. It was too sweet. Oh. Uh, did it taste, what did it taste like? I mean, it tasted like how pumpkin spice smells, but it doesn't necessarily taste yeah. good. Good. And Dustin and I bought it on an impulse because we were like, oh, but think of all the amazing Kit Kats we've had in Japan that were like incredible yeah. flavors and tasted oh, good. We were like, yes. this is probably just like that. No, it was way no. too sweet. Way too sweet. Yeah. Just like a, a cinnamon and allspice sugar Yeah, bomb. yeah. It was it was just yeah. not like the the Japanese Kit Kats, which I'm assuming are made in Japan, have significantly less sugar in them. Yeah, they are not sweet. They're lovely and creamy. Oh, I want one right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so the pumpkin spice, there's Kit Kats, there's Werther's. I try that. I try it. I trust uh, Werther's. I, yeah, I mean it's kind of a grandma candy, yeah. so it's not gonna, not gonna. It doesn't definitely doesn't appeal to children. No, no. It's, it's it was the candy that my grandma had out, and it was <laughs> totally. always like, oh, you're like I guess I can't. like she would put it out for us. Okay, and you're kind of like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, candy corn that are pumpkin spice, and then a lot of like gross cheap like hallmark candy and like like, like that supermarket like what is it russell stover's i mean isn't it weird that this pumpkin spice thing is still going so strong oh my god i mean it is comfort food i mean we there was that that vice article what was it uh why everyone (laughs) wants to have like a christian girl fall or something like that oh my god christian girl fall with pumpkin spice lattes yeah it's like a comfort thing um I also noticed that there's like monster themed uh, witches brew Kit Kats. I'm intrigued. Intrigued, but you're gonna think it's gonna be like matcha, and apparently it tastes tastes like marshmallow. See, I know that's not what? gonna be good. I am gonna it's talk about sugar. I'm gonna talk about marshmallows later because I secretly okay. love a marshmallow, but I don't right. like a marshmallow flavored candy bar. That's disgusting. Well, yeah, it's like that's so it's kind of like burnt sugar. What is yeah, that? I don't like it. Um, there are some vampire Hershey kisses that are filled with strawberry cream. Intrigued. Uh-huh. Probably don't like it. I probably wouldn't like it, but you know. I, yeah, I feel like it, like usually when they get that cream, it's kind of it, the sugar content is actually so high it makes your teeth hurt. Yes, yes, that's a red flag. Red flag, gross. <laughs> and then Reese's bats, which I actually love when Reese's make shaped things because somehow they're just, the ratio is a little bit different. Oh my God. Dylan and I were just talking about that. Forget like about a peanut butter cup. I'll take the mm. egg. I'll take the pumpkin. I'll take the Christmas mm-hmm. tree. It's yes. like there's more peanut butter or something. Yes. Yeah. Less of the gross chocolate. And yeah. it's, it is, it's, it's just, it's, it's just a better product. I would say that that is like my favorite candy that you could just mm-hmm. buy at like a convenience store. Yeah. You know, hits yeah. the spot. I think, yeah, that's definitely something that if I saw it, I wouldn't stop eating it. Um, But this kind of takes us into our next trend. Um, Not the Reese's, obviously, but gross candy. (laughs) Uh, And I have been fascinated by the gross candy trend. It's so weird. And it has been trending for years. I have been following the collaboration that Jelly Belly did with with Harry Potter on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bernie Bot's Every Flavor Beans. Mm-hmm. Um, and in case you've been living under a rock, uh, these are the re- regular jelly bellies mixed with like spinach flavor, earwax, vomit. 
um, in other unappealing candy flavors. Uh, These came out back in the early aughts during the reign of the Potter franchise, which was featured in the series and in the books as Bernie Bott's brand that Jelly Belly then jumped on. And now Jelly Belly does have a pretty extensive Harry Potter themed candy collection. And I had a friend back in the aughts who worked for an after-school program for like elementary kids. Uh-huh. And they would constantly try to get him to eat the gross beans. Like, he did it once, he learned his lesson, and they thought it was so funny. Like, it, I mean, you know, it's like a kid prank food, mm-hmm. you know? Not, it's not even food. It's a game, you know? So mm-hmm. they still make – Jelly Belly still makes the, the classic Bernie Bots. But due to the success of gross-flavored candies over at Jelly Belly, they launched <laughs> a new product line – called Bean Boozled, uh, and they disguise the gross flavors so they look like the good ones. Um, and I think my my most upsetting flavor, since I have had pets and had moments of dry heaving over the smell of their food, the Jelly Belly flavor canned dogged food. Uh, okay, is- I have a story about that, specifically okay. the canned dog food. I think it's really funny that you brought that up. Oh my God, yes. So we had a box of those bean boozles at an what? office at a job where I was working, you know, with other adults. Like I think someone had sent it to us and it was a pretty big box and it had like a game or something on it. I think yes, we're going to talk about game. that. Uh-huh. So our accountant, uh, I'm going to say his name, his name is Alex. And he was one of those guys who's like super thrifty. Like he didn't have internet at home. He would try to live off of free food. Like, you know, he's just that guy. And he made a deal with someone in the office that if he ate the entire box of bean boozled that he would get, I don't know, like pizza or something. I don't know. It was like not the best deal. So, and the weird thing, I think the spinning game, which I know you're going to talk about, will tell you which flavor color you have to eat or what flavor or something. You're welcome to talk about the game. I just, I just researched it. I don't remember much about it, but I think there's something like that there. So it is. Yeah. So you spin, you spin this wheel. There's an app. You can go on the website, you spin it. It like lands on um, one of the candies and there's one candy that's like, that tastes like, you know, like something really delightful and good, like cake or something. And then there's one that tastes like, I don't know, dirty dishwasher. Totally. There'll be a blue one that is either toothpaste or like raspberry. Right. Yes. This is coming back to me. So whoever came up with this bet with him, this challenge, I was not involved in the rulemaking, but one of the rules was that he couldn't just eat the box of them. He had to play the game. And he had made his way through most of the box. And I want to say he landed on brown, which was either going to be chocolate cake. Chocolate pudding. Chocolate pudding. Okay. I have actually a guide below. If you Oh, my God. I can't believe I remember this. So I can't believe you remember this. He was either going to get that or canned dog food, basically. <laughs> well, he puts the jelly bean in his mouth and he starts chewing. And all of a sudden, he like turned green. He walked over to a trash can. In the office, it was like next to the printer, like where the paper went, and he threw up in there multiple times, multiple times because of the – he was like that canned dog food just pushed me over the edge. You have gone through eating barf and earwax and toothpaste and not throw up, but like hit – I mean, that just says how bad that canned dog food is. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Oh Once again, God. this is an office of adults. He was an accountant, okay? <laughs> this is, you know, if you oh. worked in an office, you know how this stuff happens, right? <laughs> oh my God. I actually probably would watch a game show that had this. I mean, I was like, 
riveted. I had to watch this. I wasn't, I had no money in the game. I needed to see how this was going to go. It was like slowly more and more people were, were around where this was happening, watching just one at a time. We went over there. I mean, it was, it was giving me anxiety because I didn't know what the flavors were, but I knew that they were bad. And I was like, like this, there's spoiled milk. I know that was one that he got. And he was like, oh, it's not that bad. So, because it tastes like Hershey's. Hershey's <laughs> are it's the barf and the spoiled milk. Yeah, if you like a Hershey bar, you're gonna love these bean boozles. guys, just wanted to stop and take a moment to talk about one of our favorite shoe brands out there. Intentionally Blank Shoes makes the hands-down coolest shoes that are not just forward and modern, but retro and eclectic with incredible innovative shapes that stand out. And on top of that, <laughs> and this is the key here, they're also super wearable. They are. They are. Super wearable. Uh, like a brunch in Brooklyn or a walk the dog looking fabulous kind of shoe. Or you could wear them around your house and still look amazing. That's true. And they have something for everyone, including the guys. If your look is dark academia, mod core, cottage core, goblin core, pro core, Hershey core. I don't know what that is yet. Which core? Which core? There you go. Uh-huh. Intentionally blank has got you covered. And trust us, Ty has been designing and developing all of your favorite brands for years. And this is his own brand with no filter. So it's extra super good. I've literally worn some of his shoes into the ground and resold them multiple times over. They are made to last. And I actually have my eye on a few mules and cow print boots. I am trying to pick one for the fall. I cannot decide right now. Me too. You know, I have been dying over the pink platform Oxfords, but yesterday he Uh posted some like electric blue knee-high boots, and I am dying. Oh my God. Are you going to be wearing electric blue knee-high boots on your farm? (laughs) I mean, I thought about it. I was like, can I mow the lawn in these? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What what is going to be the perfect going with your your quilt jacket? And I'm not going to get Ty on the horn. I got to find out what Ty thinks. Yeah, that's true. So he really specializes in leather, but he's also testing out some vegan options. Um, The prices are amazing for this quality. And the selection doesn't just stop with the shoes. He is also renowned for his statement baseball caps, like as per my last email and fun mom. Oh, and I cracked up from this one. It's called uh, Virgin Who Can't Drive <laughs> from the movie Clueless. Yeah. And they also come in beanies. I actually have some beanies. I have given away some of the Statement Baseball Caps as gifts as well. And there are some sweatshirts that I have my eye on there too. Oh, and make sure to check out his line of apparel. I have a couple dresses from him and they're really affordable mm-hmm. with cool, unique silhouettes. And they really capture that intentionally blank flair that his shoes have. I do go to them for their candles and their scents too. You know, they carry a few of my favorite lines like Boy Smells and Maison Marie Louis, which I actually have in my house right now from him. So we have a special deal for you at the department. Pop on over to intentionallyblank.us for 20% off your online purchase with the code the department. I'll put it on the website also, but it's T-H-E-D-E-P-T at checkout. All caps, no spaces, no periods. 20% off the department 
and they offer free domestic ground shipping. So make sure to stock up and come back to them for great gifts. Yeah. So I can I can tell you what the bad flavors are. Okay. There's dirty dishwasher, stinky socks, which I wonder if it's just like tastes like tortilla chips. Oh, definitely. And I I don't think I'd mm-hmm. mind a tortilla chip jelly bean. No, I just just like revert your brain from thinking that it's stinky socks yeah. into, to tortilla chip. Toothpaste, which is okay, mint. Canned dog food. That I mean, apparently that is just heinous. <laughs> like worse <laughs> than you and I can even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> booger oh which is probably just salty yeah that's my guess i mean okay well that raises a question uh-huh how how did they develop these flavors i mean and this is actually something i wanted to talk about is like this who's the taste tester because there has to be someone that is helping define the flavors yeah, like who's like mm, dirty dishwasher now the only thing that i can think of that likes all these things mm-hmm. is a dog <laughs> Dogs love all this food, all this stuff. They love all the smells. They would totally eat any of this. Now, I'm not saying that the human that's eating this is a dog, but I'm guessing it's someone who just really likes <laughs> gross flavors. I'm not sure. I it, it's I, I I can't imagine. But but I guess if you're being paid good money to develop something that tastes disgusting, you do it, right? I mean, I I guess so. You know, I. Here's the thing. I'm not going to eat these bean boozles, but (laughs) I have so much faith in the Jelly Belly company that I assume that these are very accurately flavored because I, I mean, I haven't had a Jelly Belly in a long time, but I remember one of my best friends growing up had a poster on her wall that would show you the different ones you could mix together to get like a different experience, you know? Yes. You're like, okay, do you want to like, uh, uh, oh God, what was it? It was a pina colada flavor. Yes. That was one of my favorites. Uh Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you could do like s'mores Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I mean, I will tell you my two favorite jelly bellies are popcorn, like buttered popcorn and the coconut. Those are my number ones. Well, they have them in bean boozled, but you might also get Boiled milk or rotten egg. Yeah, I don't want to take the risk. <laughs> or I also stink bug. I also think dead fish is pretty disgusting. Oh, I know. I don't dead want to do this. Fish. I dead. don't want to do this. Yeah. Dead. Not even a live um, fish. No, it's a dead one. It's been sitting around in Chinatown. Like that smell. Uh, disgusting. Uh, so anyway, so they have that this game developed um, with spinners. So you empty a pack of bean, bean boozled and uh, you have a physical spinner or a free digital one and it'll land on either canned dog food or chocolate pudding and you have to pick from the pile the corresponding color. I do think it's super interesting that they recognize the limitations of this type of candy, you know, and it's really just like a prank product. Mm-hmm. You know, so developing a game around it can add a slight repurchase element. Um because people are not going to be buying, like, you're not buying this to eat. This is not a commodity. No. This is something totally different. But it is entertaining. It is. I mean, I literally cried. You were telling that story. <laughs> I my te- I was tearing. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and that, this is totally my sense of humor, which is kind of like, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. Poop and fart chokes with, like, um, bean boozled mix in. Um, but they have a, if you want a bigger challenge, they have a bean boozle 
beam boozled fiery five pack. Uh-huh. <laughs> it goes from varying intensities of peppers like sriracha, habanero, all the way to Carolina Reaper. And it also has that same sort of game attached, but it's it's not a one or the other. It's just these spicy beans. And you know, I've I've been I've been seeing someone special lately, and I told him about this game. And he immediately bought it because he likes spicy things. Oh, my God. Did you guys do it yet? Well, I don't. I didn't do it. But he did. And Wait, did he play the game with himself? <laughs> he did. He played the game with himself. And um, he had the Carolina Reaper and said that his, mo- he, like, his mouth was on fire, like, to the point that, like, it, it would not stop. I know that he was in a lot of pain for about 15 or 20 minutes and milk wouldn't make it stop. And it was basically (gasps) just that pure spice. There wasn't these, like there's nothing enjoyable about this product at all. No, it sounds terrible, but I mean, this, like once again, I expect nothing but the best from Jelly Belly. (laughs) They're not going to half-ass it. It did did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, and I mean, believe me, I've been, I've been in the Jelly Belly K-hole for a little while now. And this one, (laughs) be totally argued but they have snapple flavored jelly bellies which are so why i don't even know snapple snapple was still around i i okay i also fell into a snapple k-hole and i do think that we should (laughs) (laughs) we never have to do a conversation about about brands that kind of had a heyday and and that that they oh yeah don't worry that's coming that's coming there's a couple that people have been asking us about but snapple is definitely one that i want to talk about um, anyway, but they this gets categorized in the personal gross candy category because this there was a time period in the '90s when Snapple was basically water. Um, and oh yeah, we didn't drink water; we drank Snapple. We drank Snapple, which was basically just sugar water, and the, the, the particularly that kiwi strawberry. Oh, I knew you were going to talk about that. As if you've oh. listened to previous episodes, you know I had a whole summer <laughs> of eating a seafood salad sandwich, <laughs> sun chips, and a strawberry kiwi oh. Snapple. Every day. Gross. (laughs) Wait, what was the seafood salad? What was in it? It was like that imitation crab meat and Uh, I don't know, like mayonnaise, maybe some chocolate, celery. And you know what? I'm kind of salivating a little bit thinking about it. I might have to make some. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. You know what, everyone? I love imitation crab meat. I don't care. Come Mm -hmm. at me. Well, you know, going a, a little bit off of a Jelly Belly tangent again, I do have to say that they have upped their game over there, and I really haven't had Jelly Bellies in forever. They were a delicacy when we were kids, right? A delicacy. Oh, like you would go on vacation and come back with them? I don't know where. Where were we getting all these Jelly Bellies? They were hard to find. They were, and my friend had like an organizer. It was oh. like a Jelly Belly brand plastic organizer that had little compartments for all of them. Where was she getting them? I don't know. I think it, I feel like it was like, oh, you went to Inner Harbor to go to the aquarium, yeah, or something, and they had them near there. It was like you would get them on a trip for sure. Yeah, you had to go to some sort of elevated store. Like they they they, they weren't at grocery stores. No, no, it's like weird that you can get them yeah. so many places now. Yeah, um, and so they've been doing collabs. They did a collab with Cold Stone that actually kind of doesn't sound bad. The cake, mm. the cake flavored ones. They also have cocktail flavored beans, sugar free. Amanda, um, they wow. have sport beans with electrolytes, and some have caffeine. Stop. Yes, no, we don't need to eat candy to yeah. do sports. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, okay, so Amanda, here's a great question: 
If okay. there is a Jelly Belly flavor that you would like to see, what would it be? And I'll give you a second to think about it while I say mine. Okay. Okay. I want to see pistachio. Mm, yeah, that'd be good. And I want to see green tea. Yeah, that the would be greens. very popular. I think I would like to see either coffee-flavored Jelly Belly. They don't have, that'd be really good. They don't have coffee-flavored? I don't think they do. I mean, they did it when I was a kid, but imagine if you mix huh. that yeah. with some of the other ones. You'd have like an f- international coffee. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, sounds pretty good, right? Or what about if you wanted to go on the savory side? Yeah. I don't know why this just occurred to yes. me. Yes. What about a tomato soup flavored one? <laughs> oh my god! And like a grilled cheese. I mean, if they yeah. can make barf, they can make this other stuff. Yeah, I, I think they could. They are really missing some opportunities over at Jelly Hopefully, Belly. Listen, Jelly Belly people, if you're listening, mm-hmm. get on the savory meal combo train. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, I'm going to jump to a savory meal combo one: Brock's Turkey Dinner Candy Corn. Oh, which has a limited really? release. Yes. Oh my God. Stop. And so it's kind of hard to find. Um, and so I think it's kind of more of a publicity stunt, but they, they have, and each one's individual green beans, roasted oh. turkey. Oh my God. Cranberry sauce. Okay. Ginger glazed carrots, sweet uh, potato pie. And that seems fine. stuffing. Oh no, no, I don't. I don't want those flavors combined with that texture. It's very peculiar. It's disturbing. And like I said, it is not very easy to find. I think you might be able to find a couple online. But this is really something that basically is on like the Today Show where they're taste testing it, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And then following along to this gross candy trend, Skittles introduced zombie Skittles last year. And they came back this year. They were such a hit. That they are making their return. So basically, they just take regular Skittles and mix in a putrid, rotting corpse, death-flavored one. What? What does that even taste like? Putrid, rotting corpse, death. (laughs) I mean, I just don't think that, no. I mean, I don't think that Skittles has the same integrity as Jelly Belly. So I don't think they did a lot of R&D around getting this accurate. But uh... (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to even imagine the market for it and who is eating it. Children, I guess, right? It's kids. It has to be kids. Because uh, So the zombie ones, you don't know which ones the zombie ones because they look like the regular Skittles. Right. Um, and they're just mixed into the zombie ones. But, like, it did so well that it came back. Wow. Just like mm-hmm. a zombie. Or maybe it is also a marketing stunt where it's like, actually, the amount of marketing that we got – behind the zombie skittles last year that will pay for the production of another run of zombie skittles <laughs> i don't know um but looking more into other gross candies that, I, that i've seen and i was basically typing in gross candy and there are so many gross candy candies. i dude i know what the so hell many. now we're ruining something as innocent as a candy cane candy cane <laughs> so not the peppermint we're talking gravy <laughs> Fried chicken, uh, bacon, pho, could be good. Shiitake, weird. Kale, <laughs> pizza. I'm I'm going on and on. Ketchup, Ooh. mac. I know mac and cheese. No, I, like guess what? That creamy, salty. Ugh. Um, pickle, and then a wasabi. Oh, so and weird. 
So you can find a lot of these at this company called Archie McPhee's out of Seattle. Oh, yeah. They make all kinds of silly stuff. Silly stuff. Totally. Yeah. And they have clearly found their niche here because I think it has been expanding and growing. I don't know if these are gag gifts or people genuinely enjoy them. I mean, just the thought of being like, oh, I'm going to sit down and eat this ketchup candy cane. I mean, that is nauseating. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of think it's just basically trash. I hate that though. We don't. I know find me too. That's just for trash. So it's totally if trash. If you are listening and you actually love to eat these candy canes, could you please let us know? <laughs> uh, another another gross candy um, that really appeals to that like seven to thirteen year old male demographic are the boogers, which are <laughs> oh. tangy gummy boogers that look and feel like 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 the real thing. Why? And they're called snotter melons. <laughs> <laughs> Sour green boogie. Oh, geez. and lemon loogie. Disgusting. Oh. And then, okay, so this one's arguably not gross, but there is a brand called Dick at Your Door. <laughs> and it is kind of a hilarious prank company. And they basically send really lifelike chocolate candy penises that are meant to be sent sent to friends and family in really interestingly enemies <laughs> um, because the box basically says eat a dick oh, and it was originally developed as a way to for people to anonymously tell their friends and office colleagues to and i quote this come from the website eat a dongon what <laughs> without the repercussions because uh, it's it's anonymous oh my god but it's grown you know bachelorette parties you know lo- love to to send them to each other and um you know, they are pretty lifelike. Um, <laughs> I don't know what people are doing with them. And then, you know, speaking of disgusting candy, sweethearts. Oh, we mentioned them before. But I did so kind disgusting. of... I I fell in a little K-hole over sweethearts. And I found out that these gross candy hearts that taste like Tums, but have Valentine's Day sayings on them, had some serious drama in 2019 that caused a major shortage Apparently, the company that made them, Neko, like Neko Wafers, went out of business slash bankrupt. I wonder why. So the same (laughs) brand. (laughs) I mean, Neko Wafers, too. Like, do you know anyone who likes those? Oh, yuck. Um, The same brand that that brought us the godforsaken Smarties and Circus Peanuts. What? So this was a a company that only made disgusting things? Well, no, this is the company that bought them. Oh, oh, God. Well, it makes sense, I guess. Called the same company that makes Smarties, Circus Pan- Peanuts, Dum Dums. Um, it's a company named Spangler. They bought. Oh, oh yes. Oh. And they clearly must see an alignment of disappointing vi- vintage candy. Um, so in 2020, Spangler was able to return sweethearts to the store shelves in limited quantities after a major effort to relocate and rebuild the production equipment, find the original recipe, and return classic flavors to the mix. Like, get this, wintergreen and banana. Oh, so bizarre. (laughs) And the journey back included a few bumps in the road. The old printing equipment was not reliable, so Spangler invested in a new printer, but it was accidentally damaged during production, which resulted in a few more silent hearts than usual. (laughs) (laughs) And Spangler is very excited, looking into the future for sweethearts, and is committed to fully returning them to Valentine's season. Plus, a bunch of fun new sayings and flavors are already in the works. I mean, I really do think that 
if Neko had just, you know, pulled themselves out of these this vintage mm-hmm. and started doing sour versions or chocolate or gross flavored something, they might have actually been able to save the company. But one time in college, I was taking the train back to New York from from you know rural Pennsylvania, and there was really bad weather, so our train just kind of stopped mm-hmm. in the middle of a field, and it was like an hour, and I was starving, and all I had. In my bag was a box of those fucking hearts, oh, no. those sweethearts, and I had to eat them all. <laughs> and I was like kind of crying a oh. little because it was just – I was so tired. And they <laughs> they all kind of tasted like banana mixed with wintergreen. I didn't even know that they were different flavors. Honestly, you just yes. blew my mind by saying that. They had this weird kind of Tums-ish, uh-huh. kinds of, kind of medicinal, slightly minty – hint of banana kind of flavor. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it was like so bizarre to me. Anyway, they could go away, but yeah. they are cute. I will say that they're cute yeah. and I love cute things. I wish they would be better. They are cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that brings me to something that we had to talk about, which is licorice death. Not to be confused with liquid death. Yes. By the way, don't forget to murder your thirst with liquid death. <laughs> Kim and I were talking about this. I just felt like, hey, if we're going to talk about candy, you might as well know that candy is not all fun and games. Uh, and I, here's the story. And this is ripped from the headlines of 2020. Just and recent. Just happened. Just recent. Like maybe a month ago. An unidentified 54-year-old from Massachusetts had consumed one to two large bags of black licorice each day for three weeks. Jesus. So we're looking at probably around 40 large bags of licorice, whatever that means. Black oh. licorice. That's really important. It's like a form of punishment in some, some areas. Totally. So he's eaten all this black licorice. He keels over at a McDonald's. <laughs> He goes into a coma and dies. I know. It's so sad. Basically, the licorice had caused his potassium levels to drop so intensely that it prompted a cardiac arrest. Wow. So apparently, all doctors know that black licorice contains something called – I'm going to totally butcher this. It's got a really weird spelling. Glyceric, Glyceric acid. I don't know. Something bad. And it's a plant extract that is often used as a sweetener in candies and other foods, and it can lead to dangerously low potassium levels if it's consumed in high enough doses. Well, it turns out that if you eat one to two large bags of black licorice every day, you're getting a high dose. And it is important to point out that this guy did have a poor diet, in case you were not guessing, by all the licorice he was eating, and he smoked. But it was his switch from red licorice to black licorice just a few weeks ago that had really gotten him. So it turns out the FDA warns people who are 40 or older that eating two ounces of black licorice a day for at least two weeks can cause heart rhythm or arrhythmia. How much is two ounces again? What is that? I mean, I have no idea. It's probably not that much, but I also am like, oh, these candies in front of us are one point eight ounces. Okay, well, that's not very much licorice, and this guy's eating two large bags every day for three weeks. So, black licorice, be careful. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All things in moderation is what the most recent article I read about this said. That like the doctors from the hospital were like. 
you shouldn't, there's nothing that you should eat every single day. So just keep that in mind. So I'm going to talk about adult candy, which to be fair, I think of black licorice as an adult candy. And when I was a kid, I thought of it as something that only old people liked, right? Like adults. Like a Werther's. Yeah, like a Werther's, a sophisticated candy. Well, I'm mostly going to talk about boozy candy. So I love a boozy chocolate. And this is something that generally only comes around the holidays. And for me, it's one of my favorite traditions. (laughs) Basically, it's just like a chocolate that is filled with a boozy center. Can I ask you, Mm -hmm. have you ever kind of gotten a little bit drunk off of boozy candy? I think it's, you would probably throw up. I think you'd throw up before you got there because you'd have to eat all that candy. But I guess if some people can eat two bags of black licorice (laughs) every day, it's possible. Uh, in Oregon, when I would go to buy these boozy candies, I would get carded. So there's legit alcohol in them. It's not, it's not just a game they're playing with you. It's not effective marketing. So Trader Joe's has these things called brandy beans and they come in an amazing mid-century looking package. It's literally just dark chocolate filled with brandy and it is delightful. Mm -hmm. You can only get them at Christmas time. And to be honest, Trader Joe's is kind of the master of the boozy chocolate I'm connoisseur, so I've tried them all. Uh, they've had some amazing other varieties over the years, including one that was like a su- like super boozy cherry cordial. Like it was so strong. I think I may have gotten a little, a little uh-huh. bit of a buzz off of those. And then the best one that they've ever had were these figs soaked in brandy and then covered with chocolate. Wow. Delicious. If you see these, you must buy them immediately because you will never see them again until the next year. So – Don't hesitate. Just buy them. You'll be glad. So I was like, huh, I wonder if I wanted a boozy candy and it wasn't Christmas, like where else could I get them? And so I I did some Googling around and I have have some info here. So there's one place called McRae's Candies and it's a fancy caramel company based in Boston. And they actually have all kinds of amazing flavors like black lava sea salt, rosemary truffle sea salt, which sounds so good to me, and ginger fusion, but they also have single malt scotch caramel wow. made with a smoky Ardmore scotch. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. I want that, it. It's like, it's like a dad gift. It is a dad gift. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think your dad would like those? I mean, my dad's not like a scotch drinker, but I could see, <laughs> I could see some dads liking it for sure. Yeah. Well, there you go. If it was like corporate brandy or like old flat fashion flavored, I think he would like it. Yeah. Yeah. Same for my dad. I don't know if my dad would be into the scotch, but mm-hmm. I think it sounds – I'm not a scotch person. I'm always going to pick a bourbon over a scotch, mm-hmm. but this still sounds really good to me. So another brand that makes a lot of boozy candy is Sugarfina. And I'm not going to talk about them too much because I think they're super well-known. But if you like a sophisticated gummy, this is the brand for you. And I went into their site to sort of refresh my memory, and they have rosé gummies, aviation gin gummies, maple bourbon caramels. So that's maybe a better gift for your dad. (laughs) They have an entire Casamigos tequila candy collection. And they have there's some other ones too. And well, they they, I think they're 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 most well known for their champagne. Totally, totally. They have the the champagne champagne gummy. gummy, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I've had. They're all right. I don't I'm not a gummy really person. Like, I'm not a gummy person. I don't really yeah. think that they taste like much to me. Um, yeah. But they are like the like the ultimate millennial girl gift. If you know totally. a millennial, 
and you got to get her something. Stay away from Bath and Body Works. Just run on over to Sugar <laughs> Feed. <laughs> Um, yeah, because you know what? They come in these like cute little boxes mm-hmm. and you can put them together into like what they call a bento box and like create a custom set. And I will tell you this, if you can't go to a sugar fee in a store, which they're kind of few and far between, the shipping is very expensive. Mm. So I tried to send candy to someone recently and I was like, um, the shipping's more than the candy now. So Whoa. I'm going to pass. So I would say just keep your eyes peeled for like a shipping deal for them and then go for it. They also have the, these are totally non-boozy but these tea inspired chocolate bars and i had a piece of an earl gray one before and it was really good and because you know, i'm a chocolate person mm-hmm. and they also have candy bars that are made with lucky charms and fruit loops so it's all kind of it's like a good gift destination for sure so another place that takes boozy candies really seriously is Smith and Sinclair and this is another gummy place so i've mixed feelings about gummies but i am into a boozy gummy here and there. They have some crazy flavors. Like, let me tell you some of them because they sound so good. Berry daiquiri garnished with mixed pepper sugar. Ooh, I mean, this like, is sophisticated. What? I know. Or how about a Manhattan garnished with cherry sugar? Mm-hmm. This one was my favorite because I love a tropical drink. Pina colada garnished with banana and cinnamon sugar. Nice. And that's not like disgusting. What is it? Um sweetheart's banana this is like no 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 this is like delicious and this is just a few of the options which you can buy in these like sets that are grouped by either the type of alcohol that inspired them or the mood or theme and they all really contain alcohol i actually went on a deep dive reading the ingredients of all Mm. of them and then they also offer mocktail gummies for those that don't that don't want to eat booze and they have a pretty wide assortment there also, all of the candies are vegan, which wow. is sort of like the holy grail in the world of gummy candies because Dustin loves gummies. It's really hard for us to find vegetarian ones for him because most of the time they contain gelatin. So now I'm thinking this could be a nice gift for him. And where are they based? I don't know. The internet. <laughs> right. The internet. I love that. And is there is there like a is there a, a dream cocktail? For you, you man. I mean, in case case they're listening. Yeah, I mean, the pina colada came pretty close to me, but you know, I'm gonna really hold off for that bachelorette train wreck Mm. gummy, which would be coconut, pineapple. Maybe they can do a a collab with me. Uh (laughs) All the random trashy drinks I made (laughs) around the house. Okay, and then here is tequila mixed with lime Lacroix. another fave i don't have a name for that one yet if you have an idea send it my way they, uh, have, they, a, they have a negroni oh they have, that would be good i don't know if they do but oh, i mean they should get on it hmm. a um a salty dog oh yes i love, I a, love salty a salty dog. dog yeah that would be really good and i think that would make me more into gummies mm-hmm. if they could nail that like jelly belly get on it there's anyone who was made to handle this challenge, it's you. They do have cocktails, but they're kind of basic. They're basic. Yeah, they mm-hmm. need to get better. They're like for children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Smith & Sinclair sells this edible cocktail glitter dust, which seems like something I need in my life. So instead of a salt rim, you have a glitter rim. Pretty cool. Wow. That's actually really cool. Wait, so it's is it sugary? What is it? It must be sugary. Yeah. It's but it's glittery. It's edible glitter. Oh, so yes. and you just put it on the rim of the glass. I mean, that 
brilliant. For all, for all y'all who like to Instagram quarantine, this is a good opportunity to have a really big day at home. Wow. I am like, that is like such a good gift. Yeah. I think that's a really amazing gift. I mean, I think their whole website is made for gifting. So everyone should check it out. You know, start pinning these ideas for your next gift what giving. A good Fine. Yeah. yeah, we definitely have to do a gift, a gifting episode. For sure, for sure. So the next thing I want to talk about does not contain alcohol, but it's like a labor of love for me, which is that I love marshmallows and I couldn't talk about candy without talking about marshmallows. That's how much they mean to me. Uh, that might seem weird because I hate gummy candies or just, well, it's not that I hate them. I just don't love them. But a good fancy marshmallow is everything, yes. right? So there's this brand. I'm only going to call out one here, but it's called Malvi, which is short for the Spanish word for marshmallow, which is Malvavisco. And it was started by a woman named Laura, who was a Culinary Institute of America grad. And she just started making these, these marshmallows, which you can order online in gift sets. The flavors are incredible. So there's one called Fluffy Nutter, which is peanut hazelnut crunch mellows with a chocolate swirl. Uh, there's one called Berry Tropical, which is passion fruit Nimbus-like cubes of fluff what? dusted with freeze-dried strawberries. Nimbus-like, like, like soft fl- fluffy clouds. Yeah, yeah. It? And what? they, they also have all these. She also has all these s'mores that are like you know chocolate cookies with the special marshmallows. And she has one that is raspberry hibiscus, and another one that's spiked espresso. I mean, these sound good, right? And I will say. I thought that they were really reasonably priced. Like you can get a package for 10 bucks. So another nice little gift for someone. Very unexpected, nice gift. Mm-hmm. So the thing about candy, as as uh, Kim and I were starting to work on this, is that I actually don't eat candy very often because I eat that extremely low-carb diet. So candy's not generally a part of it. But as we've talked about on the show in the past, this whole keto low-carb trend is it, it still hasn't hit its peak yet, I don't think, because Mm-mm. I see more and more products on my social feed every day. Like there's so many keto cereals out there and keto bars and keto coffee and keto waffles and I mean, you name it. Candy is finally starting to become a thing there. There's some innovators really trying to make low carb candies, which is a challenge because, you know, candy is sugar. Uh <laughs> There's not too much innovation there, but it's a start. So Behave offers gummies with only six net carbs per bag, which I will say if you're in a keto diet could still be problematic. You'd really have to plan your macros around it. But six six net carbs for some gummies is pretty decent. And they come in a mixture of raspberry, lychee, and passion fruit. They're available in a classic like sweet version or sour. They're not vegan, but supposedly they're working on some vegan options. Their branding's really their great branding and their well. website is stunning. A, yeah, they clearly have gotten some investment. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but that's because nobody's doing this. Like nobody's really exploring it, and it's so obvious. Well, and I will tell you, <laughs> there is a little bit of keto sweets out there, primarily like chocolates and cookies. Mm-hmm. And one thing they all have in common is they have sugar alcohol in them. Yeah. Now I don't know if you've ever seen. It was it went viral five or six years ago. There were these Amazon reviews for these sugar-free gummy bears going around. No, no. I believe you would get them in some crazy like five-pound bag, like way more gummy bears than anyone should ever eat in one sitting. Their main ingredient was sugar alcohol, which 
technically doesn't count as sugar. It tastes sweet, but your mm. body doesn't process it as sugar. But what it does do is give you diarrhea, <laughs> but like explosive diarrhea. And so I, when we're done recording, Kim, I'm going to send you a link so you can enjoy the reviews. Okay. <laughs> they are hilarious. Like people went to the emergency room <laughs> because they ate a whole bag of these. Oh my God. Because they're like, oh, they're, oh, this is on my diet. I can eat all of this. People poop their pants. Yeah. I'm sorry. The thought of sitting down and eating a whole one pound or five pound bag of gummy bears is disgusting to me, but you know, I'm not a gummy person, so maybe I'm not getting it. But they also use the sugar alcohol and a lot of like keto chocolate. And there are a few brands out there that are <sighs> notorious for also making people poop their pants. So I generally try to stay away from that kind of stuff. Uh, but this mm-hmm. Behave brand does not use that. So it's very innovative in that way. Like as far as I know, it doesn't have anything in it that will make you poop your pants. So <laughs> if you do, let me know. But I hope – I mean they've clearly, like Kim said, spent so much money on branding. Yeah. So I hope they're also spending a lot of money into research and development. Yeah. I mean it's really it's really elevated. I mean I listened to a podcast of the um, – the the founder um you know it's a lot of thought went into it and it's a it's just a it's a cool company so we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about another brand called smart suites which you may have seen because i was telling kim i actually saw them at target a couple days ago and it's another low carb candy they boast 80 to 90 percent less sugar than regular candy Although I had a really hard time sussing out the net carbs here. Hmm. I can't figure it out. I don't think it's as low carb as Behave, but it's kind of like a wellness candy because they add fiber to it, like a lot, and they sweeten it with allulose and monk fruit, which shouldn't cause stomach distress. And while not all of their candy is vegan, most of it is. So we're going to have our first ever live on the air taste test. Uh, we each ordered a sample pack. It's so, a you know, cross-country now. We're going to try this out. So we have peach rings, sour gummy bears, sour blast buddies, and sweet fish. So what do you want to start with, Cam? Um, do I want to start with one that I really like or one that I don't like? I know. Like? Do you want to follow my strategy of eating candy where you start with the worst? <laughs> yes. Let's start with the thing that I think is the worst, which is probably peach rings. Okay. I used to love peach rings when I was a kid, but I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them as an adult. Okay. Okay. Well, they smell like peach. Uh, I will say that they seem smaller than I remember them, like the regular version being. Mm -hmm. I am unfamiliar with this product because I usually don't eat a lot of jellies and Mm -hmm. this has the same kind of texture. It looks like as like those like gummy worms. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're like chewier. They're That's different. actually nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I I do like I like the texture. It's kind of like um like Swedish fish almost. Mm-hmm. Also, I flipped over the bag and it says it's women owned. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's kind of sticking in my teeth though. Mm-hmm. Free from sugar, alcohol, mm-hmm. gluten free. Would eat again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are really good. I okay. don't really I don't like peach stuff, so. Yeah, that was different than I expected it was Mm going to be. All right. What's your least favorite in here? Let's say Sour Blast Buddies, just because the picture is very intimidating and blue. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm actually going to take a red one out. Oh, they're little. Mm -hmm. They look like a poor man's uh, Sour Patch Kids. 
they are i mean they don't really they don't really look like anything but blobs but oh i don't like these oh no but i don't it taste mm. like children's aspirin it kind of does it does have a, that medicinal mm-hmm. i mean was, ugh, don't yeah. get don't don't get me wrong i will be eating these later even though i don't <laughs> like them oh <clears throat> so it's very blue raspberry lime lemon orange okay that's I a had no. a red one. I don't know what flavor that was, but it was really disgusting. Hmm. Um, when I was a kid, my grandma would always give us this like St. Joseph's children's aspirin and it was like orange. Mm-hmm. That's what whatever I ate just tasted like. And my brother <laughs> and my cousin would like pretend to have a headache so they could have one, but I would like cry if someone made me take it. So. Okay. You want to pick the next one? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do um, just... What is this? Sour gummy bears? Yes. What's okay. different between sour gummy bears? I have no idea. Sour but they better be best than sour blast buddies. Okay. Well, this just looks like a gummy bear. Oh well, that actually is probably my least favorite thing. Then okay, let's see. I kind of like the texture. Okay. No, I hate it. It's, no, I but I hate gummy bears. I'm actually not even. I I have to spit it out. I it's, think that not oh, a thing. I think I ate one that is like Mm-mm. lemon, and it tastes like lemon pledge if you got it in your mouth no okay it's that it's that weird gummy <laughs> hold on i need to take a drink <laughs> oh no thank you oh my god that was so so far the best one was the peach ring the peach one peach and shockingly that was like i know all right and so the last one is the sweet fish which i really do hope is like sweet it's supposed fish. to be like they're swedish fish so and this they look like, like them they do they smell weird hmm. i don't know they don't really have a distinct flavor it's supposed to be cherry oh is it mm-hmm. it's just on the back hmm. i guess i mean i would just rather have a real swedish fish yeah but the reason why you're not having the real swedish fish is because it's this true. is a replacement so if I, yeah, if I desperately needed a Swedish fish, uh-huh. I could eat Desperately? This. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm going to give these all to Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to slowly eat them, except for the um, the gummy bears I won't touch. Mm. That's no, pretty much that, the, the gummy bears were bad, but those Sour Blast Buddies were, like, <laughs> nauseating. <laughs> like, it was my own personal dog food flavor jelly bean. No, this is your dog canned dog food. Now, is there a adult candy that you would love to see someone make? I don't know. I mean, I'm a chocolate person, so like I shouldn't even be like monkeying around here. I guess if someone could make (laughs) those, like, could make a Reese's Mm-hmm. peanut butter shape not the cup because we know those are inferior mm-hmm. and make those like low carb i would be all over that because chocolate mm-hmm. with peanut butter is definitely my favorite thing and i have to tell you sometimes if i want to treat i just go eat a spoon of crunchy peanut butter oh <laughs> or the speculoos butter from trader joe's <laughs> that's me getting wild oh yeah that's <laughs> actually not bad and this actually kind of moves us right into the next conversation, which is the candy that we actually eat. Mm-hmm. Amanda, have you tried H- Hue chocolate? 
No, but that's, I have heard about it. That's my go-to chocolate. And that's okay. what I always have around. And I actually think that this one's a perfect one for you because they have these amazing nut butter chocolate bars. Oh. So Hue, it's H-U, and they're mm-hmm. out of New York. Um, okay. And I get them from Whole Foods. So I was, you know, I was on okay. this kind of like paleo I was on a diet you know and I was working out and I but I just and I wasn't drinking and I was just craving something sweet and I found this hue um and it is paleo keto vegan there's no shiny glaze that's made out of bugs Uh there's none of that that sugar alcohol it's pure and really really good um the hunks are the hunks chocolate it's just like a bag of these like basically the chocolate covered cashews with vanilla bean are mm-hmm. amazing. That sounds so good. I'm going to, fortunately, so good. we do have a whole foods out here. Yeah. I'm going to go look for it. And then their chocolate bars are fantastic. And they have one that's, it's like, it's, it's all dark chocolate. So we're not talking milk chocolate because it's paleo, keto and vegan, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But salty is del- just salty ch- chocolate. And then vanilla crunch, which is made with quinoa. Yeah. Um, and then all of the nut butter ones. So they don't have a peanut one, but they're all like almond almond butter and things, which is just awesome. And they are about like $6 a chocolate bar, which is kind of a splurge, but they're so rich. Um, they seem decadent and they just are not bad for you. Like you can eat them when you're on a diet and still lose weight. I did. Um, they also have these baking chocolates, which I am looking to try. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, another, cho- another, because I'm basically only talking about chocolate here because I, I don't really eat too much else, but there's an LA chocolatier called Mila and it's amazing. It is single origin chocolate. It's luxuriously wrapped and the branding is absolutely beautiful. It's super gift friendly. Um, we actually gave them out at Graflands to all of our VIP customers and sales. Wow. Yeah. And because we also want to support an LA, LA company and give uh-huh. something that, and that, I mean, it, we had some leftover and they were incredible. 10 stars. Oh my God. Um, I want these chocolate covered <laughs> Valencia orange chips. No, it's just, it's, Ugh. it's, and they do really limited runs. So when, you know, it's, you know, you get them while they're hot, essentially. Yeah. Um, they've won a bunch of really legit international chocolate awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chocolate bar, what's it called? It's hazelnut praline, which is the one that we gave out, which is mm-hmm. just insane. That has won awards. Um, they also have these bonbons, and those have won awards. Um, Black sesame caramel. Uh, Manhattan bonbon, Amanda, and Rittenhouse whiskey. Oh, that sounds so good. You know, this is like premier. This is definitely a premium price point. You know, the the chocolate bars are over $10, um, but just so good. And then I have recently gotten really into Tony's Chocolonely. And I know that you have definitely some, some, you know, hesitations to the the chunkiness of the bar. It's hard to just, I mean, okay. (laughs) I, I guess here's what I would say. If you're not familiar with these, uh, you know how you like eat a Snickers bar, just like eating it out of the wrapper. You cannot do that with one of these. You'll break all your teeth. It's more of a like break a piece off, you know. Yeah. 
and, and but it, it's meant to be like that because it's been molded into the like, like these mm-hmm. crazy shapes. And I went down into a little bit of a cho- uh, Tony's chalk a lonely spiral to understand a little bit more about it. Um, and they have okay, their chocolate bars are phenomenal. I particularly like their it's this caramel one, um, but their mission is incredible. And they aspire to make chocolate the chocolate industry slave free. And um, they detail out the current chocolate supply chain issues dominated by chocolate giants that force chocolate farmers to have um, have to produce um, ex- at really, really low prices, which causes them to live in poverty, leading to child labor and slavery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the chocolate bar is a little bit more expensive, but they have created a lot of great kind of support systems with their their chocolate providers so they lead by example they're basically trying to show the chocolate industry that you can still make chocolate but also pay a fair living wage so they produce only slave free chocolate at commercially accessible price points they pay a premium to offer living income um, and then they invest in their farming cooperatives to help them grow stronger and they use traceable beans to make sure they're only buying from their cooperatives Okay, I I didn't do a full research on this, but I know that they they do have some conversations with like Nestle and things like that, where they call them out for the slave labor, and nobody denies it. They all know right. that this is there. So it's like all that cheap chocolate. It's the same thing with sustainable fishing. You know, if you pay a little bit more, they're able to provide living wages for people. You know, right? And I will say, Tony's is actually not that expensive when you see how big the bars are. They're like, what, six bucks? But it's the size of like three candy bars you would buy at the store normally. And like they last you quite a while and the quality is really good. Mm -hmm. And the the packaging is beautiful. Oh, I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love the dark pecan coconut. That's my favorite. Mm -hmm. So support Tony's Chocolonely as opposed to disgusting Hershey's or Nestle. Yeah, boycott her. Hershey's. I hope the Hershey's people are going to come after us. But oh my god, I know I'm a little bit. I'm a little afraid of that. But yes. <laughs> well, I love chocolate, and generally, if I want a sweet treat, that's going to be my go-to. But I wanted to give a shout out to the candy made by Jacobson Salt Company. Uh, they make a salty black licorice. Now, don't eat the whole bag. I guess. <laughs> At least in one sitting. And they also make these salty classic and chocolate caramels that are so good. Jacobson's is a Pacific Northwest company based in Oregon. It was the first company to harvest salt in the Pacific Northwest since Lewis and Clark built their salt works in 1805. And Kim, you've actually been to their salt factory on Neatarts Uh Bay on the Oregon coast. And to call it a factory is kind of an overstatement Mm -hmm. because it's really just like a couple buildings by the yeah. water where they house. yeah and they process the ocean water there to harvest the salt. So oh and, and to be clear, I went to this this salt factory with Amanda and Dustin. Yeah. And I went to visit them. And it was like a beautiful foggy Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. coast day. And then I think we went and ate some seafood at a restaurant that was like out over the water. It was delightful. Oh, that is right. What a beautiful that is so day. Lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the other hand, I'm also a huge fan of a classic mix of box chocolates from Seas Candies. Really? Uh, I love a box of chocolates. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's your favorite chocolate inside of box of chocolates like that? Generally, anything that has nuts in it or coconut, I hate mm-hmm. anything that's a nougat. I hate a nougat. Yeah. 
Um, Do you like a strawberry cream or anything? Oh, no. Ugh, I, I hate that. If someone like, sends me a box of C's candies, which has happened, you know how vendors will sometimes send that mm-hmm. at Christmas? I'll I'll eat most of them. But if you go to C's candies, if you're like really serious <laughs> about this, you can pick out what goes in the box. And so I'll just go pick all the things that I like. I used to do that for in, my in LA. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, in Oregon, we used to go to the mall and do it. I don't think you can do that all here on the East Coast, but I do love a box of C's candies. Classic. Classic for a reason. Does Pennsylvania have any specific candies besides Hershey? Well, not really because like Hershey's is like dominating here. I mean, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Hershey actually has an amusement park. Oh, I've been. Yeah, Hershey Park. Yeah, and it's. I went. I went as a kid. Yeah, uh, I loved it. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't really. I mean, hopefully this will change, but I haven't really found any good local chocolate here, and I think it's partially because Hershey is just like smothering that industry. I do want to say that a couple weeks ago, when we were in the midst of moving, we stopped at Wawa, which is a convenience store, and I was like, you know what? I am getting a candy bar, and I <laughs> bought a candy bar. That was so disgusting. I have to tell you all so you don't buy it. (laughs) It was a nutrageous bar, which I remember being pretty good. But salty, sweet. Right. Well, this one had Reese's pieces in it. And it tasted like carcinogens. Like it just (gasps) tasted like the food coloring from Uh the Reese's pieces. And it was too sweet. And it was really sad. And I don't know. If it's because I only eat fancy <laughs> chocolate, but it was I couldn't even finish it. It was nauseating. So don't buy that. It's terrible. Hopefully that'll go the way of kissables. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's a that's the end of our episode about candy. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. I can't believe you didn't mention that, Kim. I'm so sorry. Please make sure to leave a rating and review. It really helps us. Also, follow us. Um, you know, you can also follow our newsletter. I'm, you know, I haven't started sending them out yet, but once we start doing it, you know, once I start amassing enough people, You'll, you know, I'll start sending out a, yeah, a newsletter. Yeah. Uh, and I know we talked about a lot of different brands. Um, and you, all you can remember right now is Bean Boozle, but we will put all of them <laughs> on our website so you can find out all the information. I guess that's all. I guess we'll be back next week. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.